0: episode 135 of The Local Meta. My name is Fletcher. And I'm John. John, how are you doing this fine
1: blizzardy night? (laughs) I'm doing alright. I ventured outside once, and that was to go get a Pokestop and buy bread. (laughs) And I'm not going to lie, it was almost entirely because of the Pokestop.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I have not left my... Actually, I walked outside of my house onto
1: my deck to throw some stuff in my recycling bin when it lulled for a little bit, and that is it. I made the mistake of not going out when it was actually nice. Like mm-hmm. I was awake, you know. At like, like midday, it was okay. Yeah, like midday, I'm like, man, I should like go outside and, you know, do my pokey stopping and stuff like that. I'm just like, no, nah, I'm gonna lay in bed like reading a book instead because I'm lazy as shit. <laughs> you
0: could do worse things in life.
1: And then I, then I basically, took... oh, sorry. I say, and then I took a nap. After only being awake for two hours. Okay. And then I watched YouTube videos. And then I'm like, all right, I should really go outside and get my Pokestop. And by then the blizzard had started. I'm just like, well, I'm committed. <laughs>
0: yep. And then you got home and didn't have time to sit in the corner and contemplate what a f- waste of your life is right now or something. like. No, I came Sorry.
1: home and then I laid in bed reading a book and watching more YouTube videos. More. Okay. Okay. I... I literally I was highly considering like man I should like go practice uh Pokemon blue speed running again. I haven't done that in a while and eventually oh, yeah. I wanna challenge your in a race so I can crush you again.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. I'm just like, man, sitting up is so much more work than laying down reading a book. <laughs> You're awful. <laughs> I... Hooray for blizzards.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I did not even go to magic today.
0: That's yeah, I mean it's that blizzard. Again. But I got to basically experience what it would be like to walk over to your garbage can and throw like thousands of dollars into it and walk away. But we, really, yeah, we cleaned out and got rid of a bunch of old college textbooks we had laying around. So. Oh, <laughs> so at least which, it's which thousands of death. dollars you got uh-huh. use out of. <laughs> well, okay, so here's the thing. So, oh, <laughs> so my wife went back for medical coding. Yep, and so her term split over over the year basically you know so like or she had like the same class over like two two semesters kind of thing um and she had to buy so one of the or she has to buy two sets of books for the coding classes like there's like the you know IC, 10 whatever the heck codes they are for that year well when yep. it changed over to the next year even though she had like two months of classes, she had to get a new book for that club for that thing because it was a new year
1: because of and course they're, she
0: They're, did. they're like three hundred dollar books, <laughs> and it's just like I'm like, oh my god. Like, I appreciate educational, but college is the biggest goddamn racket in the world. Like, it is just. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, question about that? Okay, yeah. Obviously, i did not go to college. Do nah. the, does the college themselves actually sell you the book, or are you buying the books from a third party? Uh, and like... it, de-
0: it depends. Usually there's a college bookstore which okay. sells them, and a lot of people will do that. With the internet coming around and all that stuff, um, it kind of did some stuff to help it. But basically, like, it's just the college tech books are
1: just a racket. Like, Yeah, it just sounds like the most ridiculous gouging imaginable for something that's already ridiculous gouging.
0: A lot of it just feels like educated people wanting to jerk themselves off too. So, yeah. like, it's just, I don't know, but... Like, maybe. especially when, they're I like... To, I
1: went to college and got my receipt as well, but... Especially when they're like, oh, you need to get these brand new books every year, you can't use your old ones, because those <laughs> ones are outdated and things they're, have changed. Yes, they're outdated,
0: things have changed.
1: You're like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't realize that the rules of mathematics have changed in the past six months. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> To be fair, my, as my wife said a thing, she's like, for those ones, don't blame the college, blame the government because it's the like government's uh, you know coding guidelines and stuff is what it is. So that changes yearly because yeah,
1: yeah, that's so, that's fair. But like so, like some of the stuff yeah. though is kind of bullshit. Like if you take any of like the basic what well, if you have any,
0: I have like marketing college... books and stuff that are out of date now because yeah, you know, like the and like the general principles is what they're talking about, not like specific stuff. Mm-hmm. you know it's like like i get it where like you know i have certain like i have a java book i used when i was in uh college and like java is you know many 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 versions past that now so like considering i've been out of college 10 years you know but like yeah
1: so. but that's different than like you know uh, oh i'm taking a college math course so i need yeah, to buy exactly. a college math book
0: last time i checked calculus didn't just suddenly change but yeah <laughs>
1: So I don't know, but you see, the way we perceive the universe has changed, and we've come to the conclusion that one plus one is no longer two; it's now a slightly fancier looking two. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. So, so I guess there's my rant. <laughs> Segue, John. What
1: do you want to talk about this week? <laughs> <coughs> all right. So, with all the deftness of a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> Nice and subtle, like the sledgehammer inside our cool and our freezer at work. Oh god, <laughs> I'm not even gonna ask. continue. Uh. It's for the emergency escape. It's nothing actually crazy. <laughs> you have a sledgehammer, freezer, like what? Yeah, we have. So we literally we have an in case the door randomly freezes shut or something bad happens. I don't know if it's like mandated or what, but we literally have like a little square hole in the wall that's like. Covered with sheet metal, insulation, and wood, that's just locked in there. And if we ever like need to get out because it's like on fire or something, we have a sledgehammer to bust it open. Just go continue on, like <laughs> with the with the episode or with my description. The episode. I'm All done right. with you. <laughs> Dan actually used the sledgehammer on Friday because the handle was stuck. D-
0: continue with the episode. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Alright, so, I don't know why. It's probably because it's just this time of the year, and I just get annoyed with people a lot easier this time of the year. Just getting frisky. (laughs) But basically, there's been a lot of things lately that have just been, like, super grinding my gears. And it's been a long time since we've had a good rant episode where I just kind of go off on why the universe is stupid.
0: And by universe, uh, you mean specific people you see online?
1: Yeah, specific people I say online that I'm not going to call out. Yeah. But I. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. I just assume the general public
1: online, but continue. Yeah. <laughs> well, and the general public. Spe- some of these are general public, some of these are specific people. It's more of just a uh, what the shit, guys. So. Here you go, Russ. You've said you wanted a rant episode, and you've been wanting one for a while, so now you get to have one. <laughs>
0: Alright, John, what are you pissed off about now?
1: Alright, first things first, one that's very topical, especially because of the brand new format Pioneer. Which is sweet. It is a sweet format. I'm glad glad you got to play it. Me too. Alright, people complaining that a color is unplayable and or it needs buffs get off your goddamn high horse and accept the fact that magic is changing and the most powerful color in magic is constantly cycling. (laughs) Like, uh, a really, really good example of this is on LR for the longest time. They've been complaining that white has been absolute trash in Limited, which, to be fair, it hasn't been good. Yeah. But I don't think it's been trash. And LSV is now of the opinion that the the uh, one white white two three flyer human knight with with the ability cap uh... two things down knight of Ardenvale. yeah yeah knight of ardenvale he's not of the opinion that's one of the best comments in the set
0: oh dude that card is gas as hell yeah the so ardenvale every... tactician sorry I'm like yeah. I know I have two of them on my desk for some or right. I have uh, the foil ones that you gave me
1: yeah so a lot of people like everyone's like oh white's unplayable white looks garbage they look at Eldrain like oh white like looks like the worst color and now suddenly like white's like the actual best color once people actually put time into it that's that's like a much more minor complaint it's just like you know you have to learn the format and to be fair like I said white has not been that strong and limited lately but I just really really hate when people are of the opinion get mad that what they exactly want to play isn't good And this primarily came about... Are you calling me out? (laughs) You're you're more willing to be flexible. Okay. (laughs) So this specifically came out because this guy posted on Twitter. He's like, it really, really bothers me that white is completely unplayable in Pioneer. And it's not going to get better until they get cheap, efficient removal. I
0: think, you, I think you told this to me, and I think I responded to something, and then you like were like, yeah, okay, but or
1: like, yeah, but continue. basically, this guy can go blow himself. Yeah, like here's the thing. His entire com- his ba- his argument in the actual thing basically came down to the fact that there's not fucking path to exile or sorts to plasters in the format. Those cards literally break the color pie. Yeah, like <laughs> they are too efficient for what they do. White mm-hmm. doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. White has Declaration in Stone, which is almost just as good. Something, really good. something doesn't need to be a goddamn instant to be playable. What, John? Are you serious? <laughs> like, this came up a lot back when um, Ruinous Path was the premier Planeswalker removal in the format. problem is Ruinous Path is a sorcery. It doesn't matter that it has a on it. In fact, it's a sorcery being a sorcery made it stone unplayable because it wasn't hero's downfall and yeah. everyone who <laughs> said that is trash like <laughs> it i hated that argument then i despise the argument now it's like yes white doesn't have a goddamn doomblade in the format white doesn't have a fatal push in the format you know what white doesn't need those in the format cuz white has a sorius charm it has uh, blah, blah 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 blah. My brain stopped working. I literally forgot what the card is. I was not think think of as Declaration Stone. Oh, well, it has Declaration Stone. It has the instance uh, target player sacrifice stacking creature or gain four life or untap two target creatures. Plus alliance. Plus alliance. There we go. Like I play that card as like a fucking two of in my deck. I should know what that, that card one's called. is. Way better than it reads, always. It is, especially in a format where people are playing boggles. Right. Like, um
0: I I know it's not super good, but like uh, I, I'm always looking for I just want to find an excuse to play renounce the guild for some reason. <laughs>
1: Even Renounce the Guild is what, exile target multicolor permanent?
0: Uh no, it's um like each player sacrifices a multicolor permanent yeah, and you... one for one in a white.
1: Yeah, you you know it's a really, really good card in you know you know it's a set of really, really good freaking cards? In um, Pioneer right now, Oko, Teferi, Siege Rhino. See, it doesn't work
0: with Teferi, though. And that's why it's it's bad.
1: Yeah, because you can't yep. cast it at instant speed.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, about Which, that. Th-
0: honestly, it, it is basically completely functionally identical to be like, kill your Teferi at instant speed, because they still are going to activate it. Or yep. to go... Kill your Teferi on my turn. Like, yeah, you lose out on some mana, but, like,
1: deal with it. Like, I don't know. (laughs) Well, that's the thing, though, is you could literally never do Kill your Teferi at instant speed because it stops you from ever casting a card at instant speed, right? Yeah, exactly. But, like, even in regards to, like, killing creatures, though, it's, like, that answers a lot of things that people play. Like, I don't think it's ever going to see play, but there's that one white instant isolate exile target Permanent with converted mana cost of one.
0: I was eyeing that card up for um uh for one of those shitty ass decks I was building.
1: <laughs> I mean it has potential of doing something, right? Like mm-hmm. it's a one mana exile effect. Like that thing can hit a Dark Steel Citadel with a insole artifact on it. But wait, no, it has to be exactly one, right? Not one or less?
0: Yeah, it has to be exactly one.
1: Dang, never mind. You can instead hit a ginger brute with an insolar artifact on it. That's moral of it. the moral of the story: restrictions breed creativity. The fact that you don't get a goddamn Swords to play, a path to exile in the format doesn't mean white's unplayable. It means you have to actually earn your wins and not be trash.
0: Yeah, you actually have to think about stuff. You can't just auto slam four, you know, path to exiles in your deck and be like, oh, we got my removal suite and wander away. Like, yeah,
1: which is funny because I'm literally like, I'm. I'm calling out without calling out someone who's actually, like, a really good player on the SEG Tour. Oh. But, it's, but, but here's the thing. I don't care if you have, like, accolades to your name if your philosophy behind Magic is still garbage.
0: We should know. We have a little tiny podcast. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> uh. Even, like, so I'm, I'm actually going to call out someone who you actually know along those lines. Chris Pakula. Okay. He actually made a post. I might have deleted it from my phone, actually. because I, I originally screenshotted it because I wanted to send it to you. <laughs> he made a post on Twitter. I'm starting to think that magic, where permanents are just much better than spells, is just never going to be great.
0: Hmm.
1: To be fair, hmm. he's old, and back <laughs> when he, back when he <laughs> played magic, spells were the only way to do anything because the creatures were shit.
0: Yes, But that's because creatures were shit.
1: Yes. Having permanence be good in the format is good because you can play towards permanence. Yes, planeswalkers are oppressive, but you can attack planeswalkers. Yes, creatures are oppressive, but in every format, there is usually some form of resilience, or not resilient, uh, good removal to deal with creatures. I mean, I have a deck built around that concept. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like the only exception to this is bullshit like Carnage Tyrant. Or it's like, those cards should just not be printed anyways, because they're designed to not be interacted with. Yeah. Like, like I don't know, I, I, I think
0: magic is just better when you have creatures be cards that matter. It is! I mean the, the, the problem cards are when you start pushing cards like, as you said, Carnish Tyrant, or cards that just do everything. Like, even if, like, you play it and you, even if you killed it right away, it just is like, well, you already lost that. Like, Siege Rhino is kind of on that boat to some degree.
1: Yeah, because no matter what, it always lightning helix. Do you like you yeah. could you could be at two life, locked up the game, four heroes' downfalls at hand. You literally can't die to a creature ever, and they top deck a to zydrano and you die.
0: Yeah, and like honestly, that's kind of fine. Like, like it was like, okay. okay. Yeah. yeah, it's like okay. I mean, like, four mana lightning helix that cost me like made me a discard a card. You know, it's like all right, you played a really good lightning in
1: some ways. Yeah, like fine i guess like like it sucks to lose to but it's better to lose that because it's actually a creature than it is to just be like your opponent's literally playing burn and every single removal spell in your hand is dead
0: yeah it's just like sweet and that's coming from somebody who loves burn
1: (laughs) yeah burn is sweet as a concept but it's not good it's not good play sorry it's not good design philosophy how's that
0: sure i don't know i I like the all-in nature of it but yeah i I think and i like i i like that philosophy when people are designing things like and that's one of the things i like about pioneer to some degree is is that i like all these restrictions like you don't just get like you know in in the burn camp and stuff like that you don't just get price of progress and fire blast and lightning bolt and things like that like you have to like really make decisions on what cards you put in your deck Mm -hmm. like and that's really cool and like you don't You don't get to play white and get to play cards that are in other colors, like, you know, because there's far fewer breaks, uh, color breaks in modern magic, you know? Yeah, because
1: they're actually designing things intelligently.
0: Yeah, exactly. Whereas, like, modern was, modern the format was still at the point where it was, like, stuff got through, that makes sense. Like, there was a lot of, there's a lot of old design philosophy cards in there, and they're the cards that really suck to have, like... You know, even though it's kind of a safety valve, it's like Blood Moon kind of really sucks. Like, Ensnaring uh, Bridge is a miserable ass card to play against. Like, if somebody locks it up, you know, there's stuff like that, and then like some really bad breaks. But like Pioneer is just so, like, even if you're playing a really power, like, if somebody's playing a really powerful spell, it's a really powerful spell that does the things those colors
1: do. Yeah, and I like, I like that. Like, if we're being completely honest, like, just looking. At design philosophy, a card like Path to Exile and Stars of Plowshares are literally a mistake. Yes, because you understand where they're coming from. Yep, white white is, should not get efficient removal, so they gave white efficient removal, but it comes at a cost. Efficient, Even,
0: unanswerable removal.
1: Yeah, giving your opponent a land is a large cost. Giving your yep. opponents a um, you know x amount of life based on the creature you killed is a much, 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 much smaller oh, cost. Oh yeah. But there's still a cost. That's the philosophy mm-hmm. behind it. But the problem is there's still two efficient. Mm-hmm. Like, as to where look at Declaration in Stone. It that, feels just about right. Like... like, it is... Like, sure, would it be better if it was it instant speed? Yeah. But mm-hmm. is it really that, that much big of a deal? No. Especially because in that format, Emmercool was immune to instance. Yep. So it being a sorcery mattered. Uh, which is funny. But it's like, so you you are giving up a cost. You are literally allowing your opponent to replace the card that you killed, but they had mm-hmm. to spend two mana. Yep. It's like, so like, that is a well-balanced and designed card. You don't need oppressively powerful cards. Mm-hmm. I don't know the comment I was going to make, and I forgot what
0: it was. Yeah, I don't know. We're just shouting about things and stuff right now. but yeah. And it's like, you get all the cool stuff in Pioneer. Without all the, as I said, with all the chaff. Like, I'm just thinking about, like, Return to Ravnica was such a good choice for a starting block.
1: Like, exactly. I wish they like, would have done the stan- the corset right before it, but I'm also perfectly fine. Well,
0: because that would have been M13, and that was yeah. the best corset ever made.
1: Yeah. There's something <laughs> in M13 that I'm like, man, I wish this was in Pioneer. I don't remember what the hell it was, but I remember wishing it was in Pioneer. Clearly, it was very important to
0: me. Apparently, it was. I don't recall.
1: Maybe it was more just because it made more sense to me to start with a core set than with a non core set, but. Yeah, maybe, but I don't know. It's fine. Like, I think it was
0: good. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. I I, I think people need to start doing, like, too. Like, it's just, it's like, come on, just shut your mouth and, like, work with your restrictions. There are so few formats where you get green and green like battle for zendikar like that was literally unplayable yes like if you get past every card from that color and can't make a deck that's good enough out of it then yeah you know it's rough like even even some of the guild sets where they're like it's like oh Golgari's the worst or whatever you know Celestia's is the worst it's like you can still build a deck out of them and do fine like yes. it wasn't unplayable but like Battle for Zendipharic Green was unplayable, and that was an anomaly. I don't know of a format since then, since I've been playing, that was that's even remotely close to that skewed.
1: And even that wasn't, like, truly, truly stone unplayable at, like, a local level. Like, yeah, true. Yeah, every pro in the world was like, yeah, if you ever play this, you're literally a moron. Mm-hmm. But it's still, it had, you could play it in a more casual system as it yeah, were and all that, right. and it would be fine. Uh, I remembered what cards I wanted out of M thirteen. Okay. Uh, Cranko. Ah, yes. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. And to a lesser degree, um, Thundermont Hellkite, but that card's also that card's probably not necessary. I think I think actually all the other red dragons in the format are better, but Cranko was Cranko is the card. I'm like, man, I want Cranko. That'd be sweet. But okay,
0: call it good on this one.
1: This is probably good enough on this topic. All right. What's
0: chawing at you next?
1: Oh boy, this one's going to be. This one's going to be somewhat. Not confront. Oh, it's going to be confrontational because I'm the one talking about I don't know what word I'm looking for. My Controversial? Controversial. Here we go. English is a tough language. It is. It really is if you think about all the other languages. Ours okay. is much more complex. How many
0: other languages do you know? Uh,
1: point one. Okay. Sounds good. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, people complaining about burnout on the SCG Tour grind. Okay. These people can literally go fuck themselves. <laughs> well, I'm glad we're taking a softball approach to this. <laughs> so here's the thing: <laughs> these people are complaining about the fact that they feel obligated to go to every single SCG tour that is played every single weekend on, the, uh, on that points grant. They feel okay. obligated to go to every single SCG invitational qualifier because they offer points. And Mm -hmm. they're feeling burned out because they're in the race. And, like, you know, if they miss a week, they could, if they miss a week or do really, really bad a couple weeks in a row, they could literally cost themselves an invite to the Players' Championship. Off. You are in no way, shape, or form being forced or coerced or in anything required to make this your sole reason for existing. You choose to put that much time, energy, and willpower and just your own essence into the SDG Tour grind because you want some sort of validation out of it, I guess. Like, I don't care if it sucks that you feel obligated to do this. It is your own choice to do this. It is your own choice to put that much importance on something that literally doesn't matter. Good talk. Like... I'm a spike. I care about winning. If I could, I would absolutely grind the S C G tour, but they're on the <laughs> East Coast and we're in the Midwest. Yeah, so I can't do that. And it's but, not like you have a ton of vacation time or a lot of money. <laughs> no. So it's like all these people who are just complaining about the fact that they're like, oh, it's just, it's like they're talking, they're complaining about it being mentally fatiguing, and they think that S C G should change how they do stuff. So only like the top X you're only only your top X finishes will count and yada 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 it's like why the f should they the whole purpose of them having the points race the way it is because they want you to show up they want you to spend money they want people to spend money the fact that you show up every single week and they can put you on camera is good for them from a promotional perspective if you can't handle it because you know like One guy, he was saying how he saw other people like break down, crying because they had a bad finish. That is on them for putting that much of themselves into it. Mm -hmm.
0: And once again, I'm fine if you feel like that. Like you know, I don't think there's
1: any problem in that. But yeah, like like you willingly choose it. I am someone who, if I really like desire something, I will apply myself towards it. I am someone who does that. I get overly invested really, really easy to a lot of things, (laughs) and I have to control that you are allowing yourself to put all of your time and energy into a children's card game. And you are annoyed that it's basically costing you your mental stability. That is all your own doing. Alright. There we go. I don't have much to say on this one. <laughs> yeah, like obviously it's this. you don't watch the SCG2 or you don't really follow any of the personalities. This like no. This doesn't affect you, but it's like it just pisses me off. I Oh, I noticed. <laughs> you are not allowed to complain about other people and other outside forces making your life miserable when you are the one doing that. If you're the one who's repeatedly closing your hand in a door every day, you can't be the one to complain about the door not having a safety feature on it. You're the dumbass. Uh... So, yeah
0: okay should we move on yes
1: okay i finished my Kit Kat. by the way i'm so proud of you all right what's up next <laughs> I, I just literally ranted for six minutes so uh, yeah. <laughs> all right next next was one you actually have something to talk about i know you have something to talk about yeah we'll see veil vale of summer
0: <laughs> okay
1: people complaining about veil vale of summer being too good and that it was a mistake you up. are hot trash. <laughs> Shut up.
0: Like me, me or I, them. <laughs> I, I have said, I have said this before. There are f- literal formats where Veil of Summer would be completely unplayable. There would be like two there, things. There's two multiple things have to formats. happen for this card to even be playable. One, green has to be playable, which yep. it is. And two, blue and black ha- blue and or black has to be good, which yep. it is. So, the stars aligned is what happened, basically. Like, there are formats where not all those things will line up, and I'm sure people are, like, you know, getting all twisted out about this right now, just with me even saying that. But it's like, shut the hell up. Like, God damn it! The fact <laughs> this, that... This was your rant, sorry.
1: Well, like, The, the this is on uh, here because I knew you had a rant about it, too. Uh, I just... Yeah. But here's the thing, like, people who were referring to this card as being a one-mana cryptic command... Shut up! Are... Shut up! Yeah. Like, <laughs> like Dear God. Off. Oh my God. Like, yeah, sure, you countered a spell and drew a card. Congratulations. Yeah. Like... Like... <laughs> like,
0: anybody who says that has no idea why cryptic command is good. Nope. Like, I... I... If you say that, I just assume you have no fucking clue on how to play any format that has cryptic command. Like, I just automatically assume that. Like, clearly, you, you have just... never
1: cast cryptic commands.
0: Yeah, it's like, oh, I, that just drives me crazy. Like, I mean, if you're gonna complain about it being a good kind, count- be like, oh, it's a one mana dismiss. It's like fine, I'll give you that. Like, like different that... four mana counterspell. Like, just yeah.
1: use the right hyperbole if you're gonna use it. <laughs> like... Yeah, dismiss actually kind of fits to a degree, right? It's counter a spell, draw card. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So it's like okay, but but yeah. even then though, people who said that Veil of Summer single handedly made Thoughtseize unplayable in Pioneer are dumb. Like <laughs> yeah. So your opponent traded one mana. Mm-hmm. It for all intents and purposes, they spent one mana, discard a card of my choice, draw card. Like, they got to choose the card that you thought seized. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Sure, does it feel bad that your opponent is effectively up a card? Yeah. But you know what magic is all about? Card advantage. And peeing up a card. Less so than it used to be. But back in the day, card advantage was king. Mm -hmm. And green just has good card advantage now. Yeah. It It is a card advantage color, but it's very restrictive card advantage. Mm -hmm. and like yeah veil of summer is a piece of card advantage it does not completely nullify every single card in your deck because you know what they can only play four of them yeah you can play more than four removal spells you can play board wipes you know what's really funny when you know your opponent has a veil of summer in their hand And you're like yeah you're like board wipe and they're like well shit yeah like i did i had when i was playing the esper dance deck and my opponent, I knew for a fact they boarded in four Veil vale of Summer, because yeah. they're just like they literally took four cards, put them down. It's like, yep, that's Veil vale of Summer. And I'm look, I'm like, my deck doesn't play targeted removal. Yeah, it's like, that's it really good against that stuff. Like, yeah, <laughs> I had two Murderous Rider. That was it. I was like, I am, <laughs> yeah. I am playing Kaya's Wrath. I am playing uh, Doom foretold, I'm playing Planar Cleansing. Yep. It's I'm like, playing Teferi, which also makes Bale of Summer hot garbage. Yeah, exactly. Like it's just like is the card is the card good? Sure. We'll give it, you that. It is it, the it is best good. version of this particular type yes. of green hate we have ever seen. It, it is the best version of that effect we have seen. I will not
0: dispute that. But like all this bullshit hyperbole about one mana cryptic command and oh my god, this is just blah, blah, blah. like, and people, I think people are overemphasizing, that, like, some, I think I heard people saying it's like, green isn't supposed to have this kind of card advantage. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, shut I'm sorry, have you read up.
1: Oracle of Moldiah? Yeah, like,
0: this, <laughs> like... Is, this is two perfectly fine green effects, or like, perfectly fine green effects on a card, and it doesn't do. It doesn't do that much. It's just, it's just, you have to use it at the critical time is basically what it is. Yeah. Like, it's, I don't know, whatever.
1: Like, sure, it sucks that your opponent is holding open one green mana and countered your removal spell. But you know what yeah. also sucks? When your opponent hold, held open one blue mana and dismissed your counter spell. Yeah, right. Or your like, removal spell. Like, Yeah. Like how many what? times have
0: how many times have I played against friggin' mono blue temp like the mono blue decks and just tempo decks and just been it's like I oh, will go to remove your thing counter it we will go to remove your thing hexproof we will go to remove your thing <laughs> like it's the same exact thing
1: Exactly the difference is this has draw card attached to it yeah whoop de doo
0: <laughs>
1: Like oh the 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 world is ending they have draw card attached to their thing in green how unfortunate yeah Get good <laughs> Okay. It's not like you can't, you know, respond to them casting Veil of Summer by casting another spell or anything. Yeah. Nah, you couldn't do that. No, it's not allowed. Then you're two for wedding yourself. <sighs> That's pretty rough. No, it's just, it's not good. It's not good. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> Speaking of green cards that people need to shut the fuck up about.
0: Okay, let's continue.
1: <laughs> All right, next up. God, I have a lot of work editing this episode. <laughs> All right. As soon as I started writing the notes for this, I'm like, man, is going to be editing this a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another one that a lot of people need to shut up about is Once Upon a Time. Once Upon a Time is a very powerful effect. Yep. Once Upon a Time is a very flavorful effect. Sure. If you think about it, it makes sense, right? Your story begins by saying Once Upon a Time. Sure. My, my only complaint is you can literally never play Once Upon a Time in a deck that also plays Happily Ever After. Because that would be a really sweet deck, right? Yeah. From a flavor perspective. Yeah. Okay. Everyone, all anyone ever says about Once Upon a Time is, oh, free spells are broken. Or, oh, if it's free, it's me. And, oh, you know, why does green get the single, you know, the best cancer I've ever printed and blah, 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 blah. For Once Upon a Time to be free, it has to be under a very, very, very specific set of circumstances. Mm -hmm. It has to be in your opening hand, Mm -hmm. and you have to cast literally nothing else before it. Mm -hmm. This effect at two mana is not oppressive at all. No.
0: Like, honestly, like, it kind of feels bad sometimes to draw... More than one of them, <laughs>
1: yeah. Like everyone always complains about. It. They're like, "Oh, you know, once upon a time, it's it's like you know, it's one of the most. It's a busted. It's busted because it's free and it's a free cantrip, and it fixes your draws and allows like it, it allows you to have too much consistency and yada yada yada." But it's like there's a forty three percent chance it's in your opening hand. That's it. So. I mean, I'll take the <laughs> take the almost coin flip. Yeah, like, so you have a coin flip that it's in your opening hand. And if it's in your opening hand, your opening hand gets to be a little bit smoother. Yep. That's all it does. Like, is it a powerful effect? Yes. Mm-hmm. Is it a oppressive effect that needs to be banned in Pioneer? Go kill yourself. <laughs> like, I am sick and tired of people's automatic response to everything being banned. It.
0: I mean, we've had so many bannings lately. That's just, that's, that's people's rallying cry right now.
1: It's been a rallying cry for years. Like literally years since Kaladesh, people's rallying cry has been it. Yeah. Everyone's response to everything has been it. Literally. Figure it years. out and get good. Yeah. And it, it's so, so frustrating. And just that wears on my psyche than literally anything else. Cause that is not how I approach magic. I don't want a card to get banned. I want to find answers to beat it. And along the along the same lines as once upon a time, another thing that's people have been complaining about lately. Like I'm pretty sure it's V Mauschwitz himself says that uh, the London Mulligan is a mistake and it should be revoked. No. No. Talk. No. Here's the thing. The difference between mulliganing to 6 with a London Mulligan versus the vancouver mulligan is almost nothing because you're mulliganing a six and you scribe one you mulligan a seven you put one on the bottom Yep. okay if you're mulliganing to five i think the fact that your deck has slightly more you have a slightly more consistent draw is a good thing like,
0: i think it's just all upside for I, for magic as a whole
1: I don't think we came across a London Mulligan exclusively because LSV mulligans to like four or whatever in the top eight of a PT. And it was like a really, really bad coverage moment.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: But the London Mulligan reduces the chances of those moments happening. And that is good for magic. Yes. Like, I'm sure there's more reasons than just that, but that is still a really, really good goddamn reason to have something that increases, you know, the consistency of games being played like people complain about once upon a time and the london mulligan resulting in this huge um like the decks are too consistent they always have the exact same draws that's why we had golden goose into oko on turn two every single game as far as they were concerned but if you watch the goddamn (laughs) pro tour that actually happened you know how often i saw turn two oko in the top eight mind you i didn't watch all the matches Mm -hmm. once once in the the freaking mirror i never saw a turn two oko yeah
0: i can tell you most of the times that i've played against people on arena when i see turn two okos, it was just raw dog turn two oko they didn't cast once upon a time or anything like that it was just like turn one goose turn two oko eat me like that's just what it was
1: it's like sure it happens and it sucks when it happens because oko (laughs) was stupidly pushed Yeah. Like, Oko had some numbers wrong. I'm not going to disagree with that. Yeah, I think they flipped some signs around. (laughs) But at the same time, it's like improving the London Mulligan reduces the number of non-games that happens. And that is way more important, in my opinion, than decks being slightly too consistent. Like, maybe that's just me. You know, because a lot of people are like, oh, if the decks are too consistent, it's the same play pattern and it gets boring. It's like playing the same deck over and over gets boring. Mm -hmm. Like playing the same matchup over and over gets boring. Playing the same format over and over gets boring. Like, you know how happy I am that Pioneer exists now and my store is running it on Saturday, which means I get to play a not standard format because I could never get to Modern Mondays. I am ecstatic about it.
0: And the format's fun too. The format is great. Yeah, unlike Modern, which is
1: absolute trash. But Pioneer is literally living proof that fetchlands were were the problem. Yes,
0: it's like, hey, let's take Modern and get rid of all the stuff that sucks. (laughs)
1: Like, whenever I cast Treasure Cruise in Pioneer, a lot of people, like, I see a lot of looks on the faces of my opponent where there's like, oh my god, he got to cast Treasure Cruise. That's broken. But I'm never casting Treasure Cruise on turn two or turn three, right? Yeah. You're I have doing to like, work broken for that shit. Cruising. Yeah. You're doing it more like standard Treasure Cruise. Exactly. Like, when I cast an it Charm, draw two, discard two, I am literally down a card mm-hmm. to cast my Treasure Cruise. Yep. So suddenly I'm spending one mana draw two. But you know what? I've done it because that was what I needed to do to try and trigger my thing in the ice to flip.
0: Like, <laughs> we do what we got to do to make things happen.
1: Like, the enablers are just nowhere near as, as oppressive as they were. Yeah. And, and just all these kind of things. Like, people people need to understand that Treasure Cruise is not an oppressive card in the format, and they need to stop saying that it needs to be on the goddamn watch list.
0: Really? People think it needs to be watched?
1: Yeah. People People are like, man, they need to keep a close eye on Dick time and Treasure Cruise just in case. It's like, I'm sorry that you're blinded by the past, but you're an idiot. Like, Dig Through Time is probably more dangerous than Treasure Cruise. Because it's a combo piece. Oh, yeah. Like, that's why. Like, Treasure Cruise Cruise is just raw cards, and it's not oppressive because of what it currently does. Mm -hmm. Like, very specific decks need to play Treasure Cruise. And you know what you need to make Treasure Cruise good? You need a good, efficient enabler for filling up your graveyard. Mm -hmm. And if that ever happens, we have bigger things to worry about, because then graveyard-based decks become too strong.
0: Oh, okay. I wonder that sounds like another format.
1: Yeah, I know. Who'd have thought? Like yeah. this format that's completely overran by Graveyard decks, and has been for God knows how long until Watsy decided to print Urza.
0: <laughs> and not through
1: overran by Urza decks. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Along that note, I'm sorry, I'm gonna go on a minor tangent about this. I'm pissed off that Watsy banned Renin Six in Legacy. Okay. Just because it didn't need to be. Okay. Like, Renan's... Teamer Delver is everything legacy players want to play about Magic. Mm -hmm. And banning a card that made Teamer Delver playable... Like, of course it's going to be overrepresented because people want to play it. Yes, it had a 57% win matchup against its decks. But I don't... The thing is, that's... The Teamer Delver decks were weak to a very specific type of deck. And it's not a deck that a lot of people can play because Tabernacle at Pendrel is expensive. Yeah, and sure, Ren and Six allowed you to get around it by like wasteland locking and stuff like that. But there's there are answers to something like wasteland lock, and I think they should have given more time for Legacy to adapt because Legacy just doesn't change that much. It changes yeah. very very slowly. Yeah, it's
0: it's much slower of a
1: pace. Like even when
0: changes like this happen, like it's just yeah. it takes a lot of time for things to level out in a weird way. So
1: it's it's kind of like. I'm I'm mostly like, whatever, I was. I never really planned on playing Team delver in Legacy anyways. Because if Team Redelver's good, I'm just going to play Goblins, because Goblins is good against Team delver. There you go, right? It's <laughs> like, yes, my deck full of X1s is good against your deck playing Brennan 6, and I don't think it's even close. <laughs> uh, man.
0: Oh, okay. Good with uh, that? Yeah. Alright. I might disagree with you on this.
1: I would not be surprised if you do. Okay. All right. All right. Lay it, lay it all out for me. Uh, uh this is another one that a lot I hear a lot of complaints about online, and it annoys me. Um, I don't think a friends list is as important on Arena as all pretty much everyone else in the world apparently does. Okay. Now there there's caveats to this. I think a, fl- a friend's list should exist, mm-hmm. but the friends list got pushed back because some reason or another it was still supposed to come out in November, and now they're planning on having it coming out in December because there were some issues, and a lot of people are up in arms and freaking out about this. Okay, so in this modern age, there are so many ways to communicate with your friends like there's messenger there's discord there's so many ways you can do it to be like hey you want to play a game with me on arena and while yes the method of doing that sucks like direct challenge is really 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 bad right now on arena you need to have their name and their number and like they have to have it posted right and you'll both have to challenge you up at the same time i think that on discord you can like automatically do it Maybe you can now, but like that's yeah. still like the actual direct challenge method is hot yeah. garbage. It it is hot garbage. But it like but I <laughs> I am not I I want a friends list to exist. I do not consider a friends list to I think the biggest complaint I've heard from people, sorry I'm trying to like get my thoughts in order here, mm-hmm. is Arena is technically out of open beta. Mm-hmm. Or it's Sorry, it is no longer in beta. It is a full release, and people say mm-hmm. there is no reason why Arena should be released or it should be out of beta if it doesn't have a friends list. I think it just shouldn't be out of beta until they basically have everything the way they want it, but that's just my approach on what is and is not a beta. That is just I...
0: impossible, and honestly, the concept of a beta is so flawed. Far removed existence. from what, what reality is nowadays. Like, people interpret it. It, it
1: it it is not what a beta was years ago like, yeah you want you want to know, you know hear something that's like a lot of people think is like mind-blowing hmm. you remember warframe that me and the yep. two Dan's got you to play a little bit yep that Space game Rangers. was that game was in beta it is still in beta there is literally no sign of them ever taking it out of beta because they like, don't need to yeah that's just i don't know like, the, the concept of a beta is just so far flung from what it used to be that I don't think a lot of people realize that beta is basically just a way of saying we reserve the right to change whatever we want whenever we want.
0: And so, he, and the thing that people need to realize with games nowadays, I don't disagree with you by much, actually, it sounds like, so right. I'm just going to leave there. Um, but, um, like, with in, in the modern age of games, people just have to realize that your game can be changed at any time. Yes. Like, that's just a reality of everything, like with online games in general. So, I don't think it needs to hide behind a beta tag or anything like that. They could just be like, yeah, we're going to
1: upheave everything right now. Like, how many times did WoW do that? A lot. A lot. A right? lot. Literally at the end of every expansion, there was a massive change.
0: Yep. So, I don't know. Like, I think the friends list is important, but I think they have put the appropriate priority on it. Like with all the features and stuff that they've added, I think about I'm like, well where would I where would I want to sneak the Friends list as a major feature update? And I'm like, yeah, it would actually go after most of the stuff that they have in there. Mm-hmm. I would want a functional game, I would want, you know, a reasonable economy. I would want these of the the events structure that you know, getting an event structure in that we have. I would want honestly I would want cosmetics before a friends list, because I think it's more important for the game. Ridiculous as that sounds, and you know they have a direct challenge feature, which is basically so cumbersome it's almost just not even worth it. But at least it's there. And yeah. I think they're and they're adding some extra stuff to the friends list, which I'm okay with the delay because I think they're going to allow you to like borrow decks and things too.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of debate over what they mean by deck sharing. Like, is it a good way of actually sharing a deck list, or is it literally borrowing someone a deck?
0: I mean, if I can just be like here, play this deck against me, and like this is the deck you're playing against me, that, and I have them both, fine.
1: Yeah, that Bring would be sweet. Up. Like I'll take it.
0: As long as I can duplicate cards.
1: <laughs> but yeah.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Once again, I think it's important. I don't think it's the deal breaker. Everyone seems to think it is on Arena. Yeah, I hear you.
0: It does not make it literally unplayable.
1: No. Just okay. makes challenging your friends literally unplayable.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know how much I would challenge people. Like how much more I would challenge people. Like I see people on Discord sometimes, and I'm like, ah, I should shoot them at. I should be like, ah, anybody want to play?
1: But I don't know. Like for what you're doing it for, it doesn't really change that much. Yeah, like it's not like you're ever testing for anything.
0: I just play games against people because I want to play
1: games. Yeah. But how much do people want to play against Murder Kill? Right. Exactly. Not very much. right? Let's be so. completely honest. That The
0: deck is kind of miserable to play against. Basically, it just wins by crushing people's souls. Um, Pretty sure
1: I beat you when I played Phoenix, didn't I?
0: Uh, yes, I think so.
1: Go figure, the deck with Recursive Threat is really, really good against the deck with Infinite Removal.
0: Yeah. Shock. Honestly, my deck would probably be better now.
1: Eh, maybe. It depends.
0: Because at the time, I was playing Golden Mice still, I think.
1: Oh, yeah, Cry is really
0: good. So now it. that I have Cry, it would be way better. And I also am running Kaya. Yep. So the only way I really had to interact with your Phoenixes were my um, uh, Consumes and my... Uh, or whatever the other half of the card is, I don't remember. The first part of the card. Consecrate. Consecrate. There, yeah. I'm like, whatever. I always cast the second part. Um, Or um, uh, my... Uh, I can never remember what that goddamn card is called. Uh I play it all the time. Ethereal Absolution, the rare, thank you. Oh yeah. <laughs> and Ethereal Absolution is slow. It's slow. Glacially slow, but okay. Alright. Yep, yeah, arena and stuff. Arena's yeah. still sweet though. It's it is people. Um all right. I'm I'm intrigued by your next um uh disappointment i, thought this, I thought
1: this was um, uh, another slight against me but then i don't think it is no this is this is not directed at you uh my, my last magic related france is so a lot of people like to show me deck lists right I'm one of them you you are you know, you are Robert likes to a bunch of random people at Dungeons and like they're like, oh, what do you think of this list? Oh, what do you think of this list? What do you think of this list? Yada yada yada. Yep. And I'm always willing to look at them, right? Because I'm like, oh, sure, whatever. And a lot of the time, like I get the general principle behind what they're doing, and I'll be like, oh, I disagree with this, or you know, what's the point of this? And yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. I hate when someone shows me a deck list. They're like, do you think this deck has any legs in X format? I look at it, I'm like, alright, what's the point of this card? And they're like, I don't know what the point is, I haven't played the deck yet. Yeah, but like, you could at least think about it. Like, then why is it in your f- deck lists? Like, I don't care like I'm not just going to look at your deck list and figure it out on my own. You need to justify this decks <laughs> existence to me mm-hmm. if you're trying to make your own little fancy brew.
0: Like even if it's completely insane, right? Yeah. Like like, like the like I was telling you about this <laughs> like modify I'm like oh, I'm, gonna, I'm like I'm I'm having trouble against like cat decks and stuff and like certain certain a few different types of decks and with murder kill and I'm like I like went down this road where I'm like oh I'm going to add a Karn so that i can tutor up these artifacts from my sideboard that are like hate artifacts so that i can lock this stuff down and i like spent like five minutes like rearranging the deck and putting stuff in the sideboard until i stopped and realized i'm like oh wait this is absolutely fucking retarded and then like reverted everything <laughs> but like at least i knew what i was going for whether even though the end goal was completely pants on head retarded
1: like but you, you had the philosophy yeah, behind it, exactly. right? Like yeah, like... You realized yourself that your philosophy was hot garbage. Yeah. But at least you had a general idea. Like, mm-hmm. I'm show this deck list, and it's playing two Sanguine Bonds. Okay. All right. And I'm like, all right, so what's the point of the Sanguine Bond? And he's like, well, it's a combo with Corsair of so I'm just like... A combo? That a... That's what I was told. Okay. Like, well, is it a combo or is it just cute? He's like, well, and he starts listening off all these other cards in the deck that it's a combo with. It's like it generates some amount of value with,
0: is what they meant to say.
1: (laughs) Yes, it's like, oh, every time I gain a life, they lose a life. It's like, yeah, but is that good enough? Like, I like, I'm trying to be like, well, what's like, is it a combo or is it cute? You know, like, is it even worth having in the deck? And his whole and his response was, well, I don't know, I haven't played it yet. It's like, that is not that is not a good enough justification for me. Like, yeah. you can't play a four mana do nothing that doesn't do anything. Like, unless you yeah. specifically have, like, these creatures in play, or this yeah. thing in play, or all this kind of bullshit. <laughs> he had, like, all these little instances of, like, life gain. Like, uh... <clears throat> so he had um, Dread Presence. Okay. Which every time you play, yep. does it does it have to be a basic swamp or just any swamp? I think it's any swamp. Like he's playing Dread Presence, and then he's playing Yarok the Desecrated, and and um, what does Yarok do again. Even I don't remember. that uh, the... if a permanent entering the battlefield would cause an ability to trigger, it triggers twice. Okay. He's All playing right. Healer of the Glade. Okay. The one mana one two that gains you three life. Yeah. So is he, this like black green life gain or like what's
0: going on here?
1: Uh, no, he was black green. He was full on Sulti. He was playing like risen reef elementals. With it's just some like spicy
0: biscuits in there.
1: With randomly something like horser of the Krufix and like sanguine bond. It's like, why not just play elementals if that's what you care about? Like why? Why do you need to have the cute little bullshit? What format is this for? Pioneer. Is Sanguine Bond legal? Uh, it was printed in M fifteen, I believe, as a as an uncommon. Oh. Uh... I know it was reprinted. Last in printing was M fourteen. That's what we're looking at there. M fourteen, which is still yeah. legal, right? Yeah, that's legal. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just like. Yeah, so he's like sh- he's like showing me this deck list. I'm like, well, why why? what is the purpose of this deck existing? And he's like, well, I don't know. I haven't played it yet. It's like, that's not a good reason.
0: Yeah. Like even my just absolute trash decks know what they're doing. Like Like,
1: at least if, you know,
0: here's a general principle for life. If you're going to be absolute trash, like my decks, know what you're doing.
1: Um, (laughs) (laughs) Like have a goal in mind and like, don't, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Don't play a bad something else, and that stems to don't just play a bad something. If you are gonna play, don't, like, don't play a bad something else, and don't just play a bad something. Have a yeah, reason I've got, for I've your deck to exist.
0: I've gotten yelled at for that, but like, and that's why you were okay with unexpected results.
1: Yeah, cause Cause, literally because literally nothing it, else in the format did that.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like now, it's basically just bad Marvel, but like, yeah, you know. So, well rip on rip expected results but even that like <laughs> black white control that kind of did something unique and you were like tolerated me for a while when i was making that
1: well it was originally my idea wasn't it and you just uh, took it? a hold of it yeah, yeah the, maybe the the whole goal was to play as many two threes as possible so you could make main deck infest effects and just like crush crush oh, that, was uh, different, that was a
0: different one i think this was the one for modern where it was like um. uh it was, like, Blessed Alliance, and, like, one of the win-cons was Kaya, uh, and actually it was, um, uh, Stupid Land, Shambling, whatever the hell, that Shambling Dance, or something like that. It didn't like, play,
1: like, uh... uh four yeah. main deck,
0: rest in peace.
1: Oh, we were just all in on that bullshit. All right. Yep,
0: that's what it was. It was just, like, uh, Wasteland Strangler.
1: Yeah, that was still a trying to attack from a specific angle, though. Yeah,
0: it but. was trying to do something very specific. So... It was not good at it, but it was at least trying to. Well, it
1: was never tried. We don't know if it was good.
0: It, I think it was better than we ended up giving it credit for in the end, but not very good. <laughs> Probably. Like, I don't know. It was it was interesting, and it was a worthy experiment if nothing else.
1: Yeah. But Moral of a story, don't just do something for the sake of doing it, and then yeah. bother me with it. If you want to play your, like, potentially hot garbage decks, play your hot garbage decks. Why mm-hmm. do you need my validation to do what you want to do if you think what you're going to do is going to be fun? No, I need your validation, but... Yeah, but you that's because you just want, like, a different eye.
0: Yeah, usually that's what it is. Like, if, if I you... like if I liked my deck and you're like, this deck is trash, it'd be like, shut your mouth, I'm going to come play it and lose. I mean, yeah, <laughs> like... you play Murder Kill, so... Dude, I did okay with Murder Kill, the one standard event I played it.
1: You did, because it was randomly really good in that format. <laughs>
0: It was it was randomly totally fine in that format.
1: Yes, it was like, real, it was good against a certain subset of deck.
0: And I ended up playing a lot of the subset of deck, which is yeah. which was good. And I got to grind really hard. But all right, all
1: right. I Why think that's you... it for me.
0: All right, I'll let you just uh, cap this off with your. I don't even know what this is. I'm just gonna let you do it.
1: I don't. I don't actually. I think we're, we're further enough from the episode. That was more of a, if I run Uh-oh. out of things to talk about.
0: Okay, so this isn't that interesting. Sounds no. good. I just really right.
1: hate, I hate the internet is what it comes down to. Oh,
0: yeah. I hate people on the internet. Yeah. But, okay. Well, why don't we just wrap wrap it up then? Sound good?
1: Yeah, I'm good. All
0: right. For anything else goes crazy. <laughs> but, yeah, if like... you want to shoot us some feedback, send us an email to thelocometa at gmail.com catch us on Twitter at the local meta PC check out the local meta.com for all of our episodes um, fun stuff there I guess I realized I still gotta like get some stuff up on there because I suck but um the one thing that is up on there is the link to the discord that you can come hit up say hi um, if you're on the discord and you see me playing arena and you want to do a direct challenge shoot me a message or just shoot a message into the magic chat and stuff I always have my discord up on my computer um, so <laughs> and I'll be more than willing to play something against you. I got a couple decks, so you don't always have to play Murder Kill. Um, but, yeah.
1: Cool. John? I don't think any deck that they could play against you would be something that would be overtly enjoyable. Yeah, probably Knowing not. the two decks that you primarily play.
0: <laughs> they're both
1: very enjoyable for somebody. Magic is a zero-sum game.
0: Sorry. I... <laughs> <laughs> I believe... Like... <laughs> I believe in extremes, I guess, is all i will say. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Cool. John, Any anything else? I'm um, good. Yeah. All right, sweet, man. And we will catch you next time. See you.